Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome, folks. Last episode, I shared an excerpt of the Allies for Racial Justice Summit 2020 interview I did with Dr. Melissa McDonald. Melissa McDonald and Dr. Mack is a chiropractor in the Twin Cities. She specializes in sports and cares for athletes at all levels. She works to ensure that everyone who wants to play can. She's the host of the Mac Performance Podcast, which is a health and wellness show to help you become a more adultier adult. If you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. This episode is an excerpt of the Allies for Racial Justice Summit 2020 interview I did with Alyssa Hall about spiritual bypassing regarding race in the coaching industry. Alyssa Hall is an African-American Cuban woman, single mom to a four-year-old, and a life coach. Although originally a coach for mom, she has shifted her focus during the resurgence of the Black Lives Matters movement to help non-Black women become actively anti-racist. Let's welcome Alyssa Hall. Hi, Alyssa. I am so happy to have you on this interview with me today. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you ever since I first saw you talking about it online. I had been looking for someone like you to have this conversation for a long time, and I'm thrilled. Yes, I am excited to even just have this conversation with another human and not just it be me like saying like look this is happening and everyone like oh my god like this is crazy it's just like i want to have i'm sorry i live in new york city so if you hear the the stuff outside sorry um but no i'm super excited about this i am thrilled you know it's such a big thing on the internet and in social media where we see white my fellow white people, especially when the, um, the protests, recent protests started happening and people saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'm just going to be quiet and watch, listen, learn. And none of this is new. None of this is new. It's been going on for hundreds of years. Um, we've had, um, I know I have, and many of my white brothers and sisters have had the ability to just not notice it because it doesn't affect our lives. Right. But it's been going right. on for hundreds of years. And now with the advent of cameras and video, mm-hmm. I mean, there is undeniable, horrifying proof. Yes. 
Yes. It, that's literally, I feel like that's what people aren't realizing. It's just that this is not something new that's happening. It's just that it's now being recorded versus that one black person saying, hey, something happened to me and no one listening to them. Right. You know, and this goes back to the conversation that um, we should all be having, like, listening to the victim. Mm-hmm. Believing the victim. And not just saying, oh, well, I didn't see it and it didn't happen to me. So it's just in your head. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, your brother is dead. Ah. Yes. Like, it's, it. it's, how, it's how you choose to, to look at it, really. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I, and the reason that we're talking about the dark side of it is that sometimes the automatic reaction is to go automatically to the light side. It's like, Oh, all this hate, this hate is so painful. Let's just be love. Let's just, why can't everybody just love everybody? And I'm going to focus on love and all the loving things. And that's just a small example of spiritual bypassing. It's not paying attention to the hard and painful parts that are going on and going automatically to the happy, the love, and the place that feels better. Like the the blissful mind place. And Alyssa, can you tell me a little bit more about how you see and how you experience spiritual bypassing in society? It's, It's incredibly frustrating because usually the people who are doing it, they have like the best of intentions. And that's like the hardest part, right? Because it's like, I'm not trying to say that you're a bad person and I'm not trying to say that like you're inherently wrong, but this idea of like, let's lead with love or, you know, um, that was just a thing that happened. What you, um, putting the power back on you, how do you want to, how do you want to view that situation? How can you change how you view that situation or how can you change how you're showing up to that situation? But it's like, there are certain things that I don't have control over and what people fail to realize, I think that's what the, the real issue is that they don't see like specifically right now talking about racism. They don't see that as like a form of oppression. They just see that as a, as a thing. And when you think of it as just like this, this thing, you feel like, okay, then you may have some control over how you like show up to that or how you perceive that. But when you're being physically like, like virtually oppressed, then you don't have control over the oppression. You have to mm-hmm. figure out internally instead a way to, to heal yourself from that so that you can do something else. But healing yourself doesn't mean like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe that's not what that person meant. Or, oh, you know, maybe if you had come to that conversation differently or what have you, that, that's the way that I'm seeing it a lot. And it's really mostly and like it sucks to say but it's mostly like in the coaching industry because like I feel like that's how we're we're taught to look at things like from this this higher level of like what power do you have and it's like that's the key word is power and when there's oppression there there isn't much power if it's like a one-to-one relationship so that that's really where I'm seeing that 
Yes, and I do have to agree because as coaches, we're taught, like, how can you reframe? Mm -hmm. Right? And mm -hmm. mindset is everything. You know, mindset really creates your future and your reality. And for the most part, that's true. You know, when, when there are things that are within your control, and sometimes your perception is part of your control, but when it's in regards to oppression that is so pervasive in society and within your experience, at some point you're only managing your reactions. Right. And not to compare the intensity, the impact or the pain um, between a, a woman's experience, I can only go from what my understanding is, to a person of color, because I can't change my sex, I am obviously female. When you're in a workplace or in a relationship where women are not afforded the same respect and you're being mansplained mm -hmm. and like all they're subtle it's like were you too sensitive when when that man mansplained to you it's like no yes, yes. <laughs> With some choice yes. expletives going on <laughs> in your head it's like no I just explained to him how to do it, and he explained it back to me as if I didn't understand. And right. what do you do with that kind of condescension, that um, insult, that oppression? And how do you respond in real life to that in a way that doesn't make you look worse in the oppressor's eyes? Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because in doing that, we're actually then giving like more power to, to the oppressor by telling the person who dealt with it, by telling them like, okay, well, how could you have shown up differently? Or how could you have seen what he said differently? You're not forcing that person to change. You're not challenging that person. Instead, you're forcing the person who was victimized to change the way they think about it so that they can move forward but then they're like, on both ends, they're moving forward. The oppressor is moving forward and continuing to do his nonsense. And then you're mm -hmm. moving forward and trying to like stifle all these feelings to like get ahead or to whatever it is that your, your goal is. But it's like, you can't just keep doing that over and over and over again, staying in the same job. And like all 20 of your um, higher ups are men who are mansplaining to you. And it's just like, oh, just, 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 just keep moving forward. Just, just think about it differently. Like, no, no. You, you can't continue to do that. Nope, that's the makings of an ulcer. And, uh, and I can only imagine the experience of black people in corporate or black people in society. Because it's not just corporate, it's society. It's an everyday experience. Mm -hmm. in I think in always in all aspects of life that I can't even imagine you know because I don't think twice about you know going to the store and buying something and worrying that somebody's going to think something about that I don't right. worry about my safety if I'm speeding which I don't speed 
I don't speed because basically it's been quarantine and I don't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm not afraid of the police. Right. You know, I don't have that worry. Um, I know that in business, even though I am female and it is more difficult for women to create businesses and get loans and do all of these other things, it's inordinately more difficult for a person, a black person, and God forbid, a black woman who mm -hmm. wants to create a business for herself. Yeah, it's, I feel like the, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that um, like, I feel like there's like this, like the norm, right? And then everyone just feels like we're all at the same norm, but then it's like, oh, you're a woman. Oh, you're a person of color. Oh, you're a person of color and a woman that fits whatever stereotype I have in my brain, right? Like me, I'm, mm. I'm a black woman and I'm also a single mom to a four-year-old and I'm also young. So if I were to walk into a bank, just me and my four-year-old, asking them for a loan, they're going to look at me very differently than they would like just a white man. If we're like doing like that stark difference, they like, I don't know exactly what would happen, but I know I would be treated differently just yes. from that, that small act. Yeah. And, and don't mind the ambulance or the fire. Um, I'm right on an emergency route too. So I feel you. The hospital like, not far from me and so i get all the all the sirens i'm like i don't know what's happening right now and like this whole like last couple of months i've just it's very quiet here it's usually like there's always there's a fire department not that far and there's a a well-known hospital like on either end okay i'm like oh it's been super quiet today i guess of course everyone not. is like burning things and just getting injured no Alyssa Alyssa has an interview <laughs> yes. Let's all, get, Let's all get excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, back to the interview. So, before we um, spoke, I asked about two or three things um, that we needed to talk about um, in regards to spiritual bypassing. And the first one you mentioned was that the way that you're seeing people struggle is that they don't even know that they're doing it, that they don't know the damage that they're really causing their clients. And in this case, we're talking about coaches who are going towards um, spiritual bypassing. Yes, yes, oh my God. Okay, so I feel like it's such a touchy subject because again, like people don't wanna see themselves as being harmful. And like, this is not to call you out of just like, you're doing bad, like stop doing this. Like, stop doing it but like release the guilt from yourself and then just move forward and change so but it's also very important to like highlight like how damaging it actually is like for me i'm thinking about like if i were to talk to a coach about a very stressful thing that i had in my life like for me it's i'm always thinking about like jobs because i feel like a lot of people have coaches because they're like i hate my job i want to leave i want to start a business whatever it is and i come to my coach about like a racist interaction that i had with my job i don't i didn't hire that coach for racial issues i hired them for job issues but these are things that happen at work and then if they were to use the the tone of more like 
Oh, actually, no, let me, let me step back a little bit. This is how it actually happens. I have this interaction at my job and then I'm frustrated, right? And the, the level of frustration depends on how many times I've actually experienced something like this, but I'll be sitting there frustrated and depending on how frustrated I am, I may feel shame for having had to go through that experience. I may feel sad because I had to go through that experience. Or what happens a lot is like, I may feel even annoyed with myself for giving that experience like my energy. But all of those things are really like victim blaming myself for even like having emotions about something I experienced. So then fast forward, I have a, a call with my, with my coach later on today. And I can't really focus on like, what it is that we typically work on? And then I end up bringing up what happened. So that I'm hoping to try to like process what happened or work through my emotions or just something. But then instead what ends up happening is someone telling me like, okay, well, how could you have shown up differently? And I know it's like a very stark difference, but I think about it of just like, when you think about women in terms of sexual assault, and then they ask, well, what were you wearing? And how much did you drink? It's just like, that has nothing to do with anything. I could have shown up and it just happens to be that this is the person that I interacted with and these were their intentions. And it's the same thing in this sort of instance. It's like, this is who I interacted with. They are racist and I am a person of color. And that's why this was the interaction, not because I said this or I possibly did this or I was thinking this or whatever. Um, so just thinking about it that way and just like, okay, now I really do have to feel shame for what I felt because clearly I could have avoided it or clearly maybe he had something else in mind. I shouldn't be blaming him for thinking that what he said was, was racist or derogatory or prejudice. I, I, I shouldn't be thinking that about him. So then what happens after that is I don't feel seen. I feel even worse <laughs> than I did when I was on the call and I feel like I should just keep moving forward and I should just like not pay attention to these deep feelings and all that happens is that it just stacks up at every single interaction it just stacks up and we're just we have like this little box of just annoyance and anger and frustration that we're unable to process through because the people who we seek guidance from aren't don't know how to help us process through it so i feel like that was a really long-winded like circle but that's what I feel like is just like, this is why this is so important to talk about because that's the type of process that your black client is going through when they bring up these things and it's not properly addressed. That's a really powerful story and it was long, but I think it, it needed to be. And so what is the, the process that actually, what's the solution? Yeah. So, I feel like the solution is like, there, there's two things, right? It's about allowing them, it's, it's telling your client that it's okay and allowing them to believe that it is okay to feel these things. Cause there's always that, that feeling of just like, I shouldn't have felt this way. I shouldn't have reacted that way. And it's just like, it's understandable that you're upset about the way that you reacted, but really like take a step back and think about why did you react that way? What like, what did that trigger for you? And then allowing them to talk through that. I'm just like, well, when the, when they said this, I felt that they meant this about me 
because these are all these instances that I've had either with this person or when people use that phrase around me and it made me feel like this. And then it allows them to really sit down and think like, okay, I was, I was okay for feeling angry afterwards. It was okay of me to feel frustrated afterwards. And then allowing them to say like, okay, let's, instead of focusing on how you reacted, let's focus on what feelings that brought up for you. And just like acknowledging and validating over and over and over again so that they feel well enough to just let out what's going on. And then there may not be, I feel like with coaching, like we always want there to be like an action step or like, okay, what are you going to do next time? Like there doesn't have to be a, what are you going to do next time? Sometimes that whole session can just be a processing session and that alone will like give them a shift or give them the strength to then say, you know what, I'm going to talk to whoever it was and tell them that this phrase that they told me didn't sit well with me because X, Y, Z maybe that can happen maybe it won't but at least they have a framework in their head of this is why this upset me and that could be their own action step next time something like that happens i am going to feel comfortable enough to say that i didn't feel comfortable when you said this because this mm, yeah i think that's incredibly powerful because what happens in with racist exchanges is that the black person is victimized and we have to look at how we approach that so that we're not blaming the victim with what could you do differently next time what dress should you wear when you walk down the street yes right instead when they said that to you, what feeling did it bring out in you? What, mm -hmm. came, what went through your mind at that point in time? And of course you felt that way. Of course you felt that way. Anyone who went through that experience would feel a similar way. Anyone who went through the same experience, who's had the experiences that you've had in life would feel that way. Your feelings are real. They're valid. Yes, yes, yes. And it's that work, that, that one session with you could be something that unlocks so much for them of like so many years of holding in these experiences and feeling like they're powerless to even talk about them, to even address them because people won't listen or people will make them feel like it wasn't as big as it was like that can unlock so so much and it's it's the same type of rhetoric of just like oh well why do people not speak up about it or why don't people like address it? it's like if something like that is being done to you half the time it just hurts and you can't even process the specific thing that hurt you and why mm. it even got that way you just know that this thing did not feel good but allowing them to process it that way, that can in turn give them some type of power of just like, I know how to communicate about this next time. Yeah. You know, and even if it's changing how they want to feel about it, mm -hmm. instead of re reacting from a place of victimhood and pain, they can say, you know what? No more. 
I choose to feel this way. No one can make me feel less than. Right. Right. Exactly. And then like, for me too, I, I always think of just like, like how, like, okay, you know that this is what's going on. How can we put the power back in you? And it may not even be with that specific person. I think that's where the spiritual bypassing can come in. It's just like, oh, in that mm. situation, how do you have the power? You most likely don't have any power in that situation. Right. But you do have power in the sense of just like, and of course, this is not easy, but thinking about like, okay, let's say you're at a job interview and you experience something like that and you feel like I, I can't get another job right now or this is the only thing that I have, that can be the work of where can we put the power back in you to not even take the job, not about where can you have the power in that conversation, where can we put power back into you so you can look for a different job that is not racist, that is not prejudiced. Yeah. Like thinking about it in those terms, in the places where they do have power versus making them feel like they did have power in a situation where it, there wasn't they really power didn't. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned, I, because I think that's so important to understand, especially for those in my audience who are coaches, that we can only change things that we have control over. We can't change other people. We can't make other people believe, think, feel, or do anything different than what they would normally believe, think, feel, and do anyway, right? That, that is within their nature. We can only change how we feel, what we believe, what we think, and what we do. And in relation to things that we have control over. And to put the power back into ourselves. And not, like shine a happy light on things that aren't happy to really acknowledge and validate and figure out where our power is and work in that area. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and not being afraid to, to go down that route with our clients, because I feel like that's another thing too. It's like, we don't, we're too, we're sometimes too afraid to like go like even a smidge deeper than mm. we're like, Oh my God, it's going to be therapy. We're going through their whole life. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> we're not, that's not what's happening. We're just exploring a deep emotion and we're taking that journey with them. We're not like talking about, all right, well tell me about your childhood. And it's like, it's, it's very, it's different. And the other thing too, is like, it's not every single session will be about this now. It's like, let's explore this on this one session and it's fine it's totally yeah. fine <laughs> yeah and i also loved what we had spoken about uh offline about you know as coaches most of us have probably done this to some degree at some point or another and we have to understand that it's not personal um and that we may have made a mistake. But one of the running themes throughout this summit has been when you learn better, you can do better. When you learn that you're, you are making a mistake, that what you are doing is harmful, you have a choice. And that choice is to either continue doing the harmful thing 
or try something different. Yes, yes, yes. And that, that's literally like all this is. Like this isn't so that you can feel bad and it's okay if you feel bad, but don't sit there in that and think like, oh my God, I could have done this to this person. How have I harmed this person? you're wasting time don't do that instead think about all right this is what i'm going to do now and that's it it's like when you have a bad session you don't like and you have like 10 more sessions with the person it's like oh my god i should just quit like i was terrible this session no we're like okay let me like sharpen up my whatever skills next session i'm going to give them the most powerful session and it'll be amazing and everything after that will be amazing that's how you mm -hmm. have to look at this, like learning this tool. So now it's like, now everything after this will be amazing. And I love how you explain that because as coaches, you know, we have expectations for our clients. Um, we, we select our clients knowing that they are coachable, that they're committed to the transformation that they want to make. And that being coachable and that commitment is not quitting as soon as like, Oh crap, I messed up. <laughs> I guess I can't do what I, my, my passionate dream is anymore that I wanted to um, devote my entire life towards, but Nope, Nope. I, I colored out of the lines. I, I said something stupid. <sighs> I guess I am done. <laughs> yeah. it's only session three but yes. i'm done i'll give them their money back this was terrible i'm so sorry like it's okay <laughs> no no i mean we have to give ourselves the same grace i mean mm -hmm. we're coaches mm -hmm. we're coaching our clients to have resilience to give themselves grace to be solution focused to mm -hmm. be resilient and we need to do the same work, you know, and that's how most of us probably got into coaching is that we've done a lot of inner work mm -hmm. and the spiritual bypassing you recognize it's like, Oh crap. What did I, do? I just did that. I just recognized that I did that. Now I know that I have to, I have some more inner work to do and to give yes. myself the grace. It's like, I'm not perfect. Yes. I'm not perfect. I have and, more to learn about me. And you know, something that you just brought up right now, just like if you're doing the spiritual bypassing that like sometimes it's, you have to do some more inner work on you. And that's like a key thing there too. If like you're hearing this message and you're feeling like some resistance to it, or you're feeling like that doesn't make sense. Like really sit down and think about, what about it is the part that's, that's causing you that resistance and what are your, like your deeper beliefs about it? Mm. Because a mm. lot of people still have like the deeper belief of just like, well, I mean that like in order for them to move forward, they have to like, they can't be a victim. And it's like, okay, like, but is it okay in situations for people to be a victim? Like, then what are your thoughts about being a victim period? Like we can't, like go through something horrific and just like be strong immediately after that's not resiliency resiliency is like getting through the messiness 
and processing it so that you can be stronger. It's about not staying down there. It's about getting mm. out of there eventually, but it's okay to be down there. Yeah. I, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall down. Uh-huh. We're going to have bad experiences. But when we build that resilience within ourselves, we are able to get back up. We're able to look within and say, hmm, is this the experience that I want for myself? Mm-hmm. And we can move forward from there. Alyssa, it has been such a pleasure talking with you. And I, I really do feel that we could continue having this conversation again and again. And I'd like to invite you back at a future time to really continue our conversation because I don't think we could talk about this enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I would absolutely love to because I, I want everyone to like take away from this conversation, whatever they take away from it, and then like come back and be like, okay, what yes. were you guys' thoughts about this? Let's, let's talk about all of that and really dive deep into that. I'd love to do that. Fantastic. I am thrilled. Alyssa, how... Um, what big goals are you looking to achieve over the next 12 to 24 months? You've literally came to me with this question at the perfect time. I awesome. <laughs> literally last night, I was just like talking with my best friend about all of this. But right now what I'm doing is just anti-racism coaching for service providers so that I can help them be anti-racist in their life and in their business. And as well, like helping them like inject like um, diversity and inclusion into their businesses. Cause I'm thinking about like, okay, that's a good trickle down effect. We're creating more safe providers for people. Um, but for like thinking about like long-term, like the next 12 to 24 months, like what I really want to do is take this even bigger, like go the next steps, like bigger businesses, corporations, and like mm. helping them inject these frameworks into their businesses. Because right now we're talking about like, anti-racism and what black people are going through and there are so many other layers when you get to like bigger corporations there's lgbtq people that are not being seen there's the entire hispanic population that's not being seen and i'm just like i need to go in there and help them right now i'm thinking about like restaurant industry because that's like that's my background and i'm just like i need to go to the head and i need to do like executive coaching there and help them create practices so that their employees can feel safe. So that's, that's what I'm looking at for the next 12 to 24 months. That's so exciting. <laughs> and we're going to talk more about that. I can <laughs> yes. assure you. Alyssa, thank you so much. Thank you. This was fun. This is amazing. I love having these type of conversations. So thank you for having me on here. Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk with the mind shark, Joe Cursillo. Joe is a celebrated author, business coach, lawyer, mentalist, and motivational speaker. He helps companies to thrive by focusing on the idea of having a unifying vision. Joe has helped countless business leaders to improve their effectiveness by adopting and carrying out their mission. He specializes in helping companies to tap into the power of their millennial employees and bridge the gap between generations. Stay tuned for the third and last part of our three-part conversation airing next episode. I know you'll enjoy our conversation as much as I did having it. You won't want to miss it. So tune in next week, folks. Hey, thanks for listening. 
I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. As a special thank you, when you leave your rating and review, you'll win a 15-minute free consultation meeting with me to talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again and be awesome.